Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good afternoon and welcome to the car show with Dale Donovan on 55 KRCD Talk Station. I hope everybody's having a great afternoon. For the next hour, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about your cars, your automobile. All right? That's what I do here. I try and help you with your automobile. Your automobile. I try and guide you. Uh, it's very expensive nowadays. You know, it's just amazing. You know, everything used to get... Uh, rebuilt. Now everything you've replaced. So basically a lot of things don't get rebuilt. You know, in the old days you'd rebuild a carburetor or distributor and brakes and stuff like that. And none of that gets rebuilt anymore. So it gets replaced. So I want to guide you on some of the things that you got to do to your car. So we got one whole hour and, uh, last week was a little slow. So I'm hoping this week is going to be a little bit busier. Goodwill Auto Auction, if you guys have cars, they are in dire need of cars, okay? They have the largest uh, auto auction in the country, Goodwill, here in Cincinnati does. You know, used cars are in, you know, high demand. But, you know, I know there's people out there that have cars that are just sitting in their driveways and they're not doing anything. They think they're going to use them. They're going to drive them. That's the worst thing you can do is just let a car sit there, all right? So if you can, if you've got a car that you want to donate it, donate it to Goodwill, please. They're in dire need of cars. Mr. Dave Brinkman, Frank's Heavy Truck Collision Repair. He's the one that does all the body work for me. I truly I truly believe that he has the best body shop in the city of Cincinnati. All right? So if you need body work, you know, Frank's Heavy Truck Collision Repair. It's in the name. That's what they work on, Frank's Heavy Truck Collision Repair. You know, if you need some body work, that's the place I recommend you take it. They do phenomenal work. All right. Now, the other thing, you know, obviously we're going to talk about cars. So, you know, it's that time of year. Man, I've gotten two. One was a text and one was a phone call. Uh, One was a, you know, well, two buddies of mine. And they're like, hey, you know, I had to jump my car twice. And I'm like, geez. So sometimes batteries don't give you any signs. You know, tell when when you're getting your car serviced right now, if you're getting your car, taking it in for an oil change or any kind of routine maintenance, stuff like that, please ask the shops to test your battery. Everybody has very sophisticated test equipment nowadays, and you're able to test the batteries, and they're very, very accurate. Uh, I have found it's kind, you know, kind of amazing. They can tell you how many cold cranking amps are left in that vehicle or in that battery. Uh, which is kind of neat, and it, it'll either tell you you know it's weak, or it does, or it needs to be replaced, or hey, it's you know charge it and check it again. So you know it's tis the season is what I'm saying. Average, and someone questioned me on this. I said the average life of a battery here in Cincinnati is three years. So three years. I'm not telling people to replace the battery now. It's oh my battery's three years old. I got to replace it. Dale said so. I didn't say so. What, I, what I'm telling you is that's the average life, and I want you to have it tested. Uh, I always tell the story I bought a brand-new vehicle. 
and uh, bought it and no problems. I'm driving it and I drive home and I have to run in the house to get something because I had a meeting and I go to change and I come back out my and it won't start. My truck won't start. No, it doesn't matter. It can happen to anybody. It was a Ford. So, um, and it doesn't start. And I'm like, oh, I'm late for a meeting. So obviously I had to jump it and it was just a defective battery. It happens. All right. It happens. Uh, so just make sure that you're getting your oil changed and what have you, um, just for regular maintenance and routine maintenance, get the battery. All right. Have them check the battery. I would tell you if your battery is five years old, I would tell you to replace it. That's what I would tell you to do. You know, a lot of times batteries have stamps on top of them or they have stickers telling you how old it is. If it's an original, if it's a car of yours and it's over five years old, you know, and you're like, oh, it's the original battery and it's five years old. Okay. I would recommend you replace it. There's a lot of electronics in the cars these days. And I just think it's that important, you know, to just, you don't, it's going to die on you like it died on me when I was late for a meeting and I had to go to a meeting, and of course, of course, it's the most unopportune time for it to happen. So that's the one thing, battery, and I'm not going to try and you know scare you too much, uh, but you know, parts, parts shortage, you know, supply chain issues, it's it's real, it's out there. You guys know, you see it, you see it out there at the the grocery stores, the hardware stores, you know, whether you're in construction or having some construction done. Alrighty, five one three. 749-5500, that is the local number. I got Dean, he's online. I'm going to take a quick little break, and then I'm going to come back and talk to Dean. But, again, it's 513-749-5500. That's the local. Long distance, 1-800-823-TALK, 1-800-823-8255, or pound 550 on your AT&T phone. We're going to take a quick little business break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Dean. He's got a starting issue on his 2011 Malibu. You're listening to The Car Show with Dale Donovan on 55KRC, the talk station. Let your voice be heard. Words have meaning, have value, have power. Your voice on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to The Car Show with Dale Donovan on 55KRC, the talk station. All right, I'm looking at the list here, huh? All righty. We're going to get right to the phones. Up first is Dean. Dean, welcome to the car show. How are you, Dean? Hey, pretty good. How are you, Dale? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What's going on? Hey, I got a 2011 that I've got a uh, no-start issue. i got a crank no-start issue. Is it, a, uh, is it a four-cylinder or six? It is a four-cylinder. 2.4. Yeah. Right. And uh, got a little communication issue with the uh, cam. And uh, it's a U100 and a U073 code. Uh-huh. And also, it's got the crank sensor code. Of course, I put one in; it didn't take care of it. Uh, but what was, what was your code? U one hundred. Yeah, U one hundred and U O seventy three. U O O seven three. I think it is. All right. Let me see if I can uh, see what's that. U one hundred class two communication, like you said. <laughs> Manual. Yeah. And uh, two hundred. You said. You think. No. Um, what was that? You. What was the other code? You. Uh, U one hundred and U O O seven three, I believe. Uh, I don't think it's seven three. U O one hundred and then U O O seven three. All right. Hmm. Yep. Seven three. Let's see if I got anything on that. See if it pulls up. So it's just a crank no start. You don't know what you've got. Yeah. What you're missing. What are you missing? Yeah. 
We it's got no uh, spark. spark apparently. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> and crank sensor didn't do it. So, but this communication I would think would be the first. Although when you pull up scan tool, it says that crank sensor code first. Usually they go in order, but yeah. uh, the last two are communication. Yeah, let me see here on no start. Um, intermittent V1. Okay, does there's no fuel pump operation. I'm sure you have yeah, fuel pressure. Ooh. Yeah, how many miles yeah, are on it? Uh, 120, 22, something like that. Mm, okay. Now, yep. granted, now here's a little backstory to it. They did have a uh, transmission rebuilt in it about uh, three months ago or so, and he drove it for about a month, and then all of a sudden this is when it just happened. So I don't know maybe if a tooth or the reluctor uh, on the flex plate, maybe they damaged, but I would have thought that would have been right away. Uh, here's I think I found something here. Um mm. This is a crash repair vehicle, so kind of the same codes, all U codes. There's a connector. Um, connector came apart. Reconnect. All symptoms disappeared. ABS trouble light. No crank symptom. Uh, ECU was damaged and required replacement and reprogramming. So th- there's a connector X108. Uh, okay. I don't know where that is. Let me see here. So there's a whole. There's a whole. I mean, there's a whole process to go through what you're doing here, but uh, they're they're talking about the connector came apart, and uh, that's one thing. And then the other thing is the actual control module, the ECM. Is that right? Now, do you know if that's a plug-and-play? No, 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 no. It's got to be a reprogrammed. Nothing's nothing's plug-and-play anymore. Nothing. Right, right. Oh, lovely. They can't get money without, you know, if you plug it and play. So, yeah, that's for sure. All right. Well, it gives you some things. You say it's X108? X108, yes. Okay. All right. We'll check it out. It says if the resistance, <laughs> this transmission control module, too, disconnect the transmission. So that's a whole, that's part of the process. But look around where they did the transmission. Absolutely. See if something's yeah. unplugged. All right. Yep, and find we'll the do. find the ECM and, mm-hmm. uh, and see if that's, you know, got any damage on it or plugs either. All right. Sure, sure. We'll do. Keep hey, me posted, thanks, my yeah, friend. That. All right, man. Take care. Okay. Mm, bye. All righty. Let's see. Up to the Bill. Welcome to the car show with Dale Donovan. How are you, Bill? Hello, Dale. Um, I have a 2017 F-150. I'm sorry, 2007 F-150 that uh, I believe it was identical to the one you used to have because they used to bring it into the shop uh, for tires. Okay. The, the rack opinion went out of it. So I've got the steering gear out sitting on the floor. And I went, I wanted an, um, an OEM. So I went to the online board parts function, ordered one. There is not one available in the country, not even a remand. So I'm looking to find what is the best option, since I can't get a factory, what is my best option for an aftermarket rack and pinion for that F-150? Well, you know, first of all, you, you know, you're going to look at availability. I mean, there's several parts stores that I would use. Um, you know, KOI's one, Smith Automotive right. one, and Napa Auto Parts is one. Those three are the you know the biggest ones in the area, and that's the ones I would look at. Um, okay, I you know, and here's the other thing, Bill. You know, there are companies, and I just can't think of the name of the company. If you call my shop on Monday, um, uh-huh. you know, call the Ridge Road Shop and ask uh, Dane or Kyle. Uh, they will know we send our racks out. We literally, there's a shop that rebuilds them. And I have had, 
I have had the best luck with that company. And I don't know the okay, name of it. So if you're willing to wait, I would tell them you call Monday, tell them you talk to me on the air, and you know you just have to send them the rack. They will rebuild that one, and uh, and then send it back to you. I'll tell you a real quick story. I you know I had a car. It was a Ford, and we put a rack in it. And it went bad, and I had brought it back in and under warranty. I put another rack in. It went bad, and then sure enough, I said stop. Let's send it out, have it rebuilt. And so I had it rebuilt, and boom, bingo, no problems. So, well, this is my farm truck. It's not something I need right away. I want it in time for deer season. Yeah, there but, you uh, go. I can, wait a couple, I can wait a couple of weeks. This is perfect, man. I can't thank you enough. You got it. So just give them a call on Monday and uh, ask. I, I know Kyle will know who, who rebuilt them for us, okay? Kyle, is he at Ridge? Or is he at yeah, he's at Ridge. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Bill. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, rack and pinions. Tis the season for that, too. But, you know, that's why, you know, people think it's crazy, but I, you know, I'll recommend and I will change my own power steering fluid. What the hell you change your power steering fluid? Yep. Because I see metal shavings in them. Okay. And those metal shavings get into the rack and pinion. And a lot of times they ruin them. To the phones we go. Up, up, up next is Jerry. Jerry, welcome to the car show with Dale Donovan. How are you, Jerry? Hey, Dale. I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. So what, uh, what's going on? What do we got? We're working on a 2006, I a 2006 Jeep Liberty. Um, and it's haunted? 3.7 liter, um, you know. And what what's happening is it's really strange. The car will have a, you know, the warning dinging light. It'll ding. And then sometimes the gas cap light will come on. I've changed the gas cap. Uh, then well, I'll be driving on down the road, a ding, ding, and the overdrive light will flash on, go back off, and then, like, uh, a couple of miles down the road, uh, then the traction control warning light will come on. And then sometimes it dings and nothing blinks on. Sometimes nothing blinks on. Yeah, I mean, you'll have the ding, ding. I'm looking at the dashboard, and, okay, well, no lights. So what was the lights that came on? So you get a ding, ding noise. So ding, ding noise usually is something in the uh... – you know, possibly in the ignition uh, cylinder, like the key. Is it like you know you left the lights on or something like that? Um, it'd be more like you know I'm driving and you know the ignition's on and you know all of a sudden it'll ding and uh, it'll start with the gas cap light. Oh, so you get a gas cap light too, huh? Yeah, it'll flash on and then go off. Then you know a little while longer, you know something else will. Ding, ding, you know, look at the dashboard. Oh, well, here's the uh, overdrive light will go on. Then next time it'll be the traction control light. And then sometimes, every once in a while, the um, check engine light will flash off and on and go off. Mm-hmm. I think the car is possessed. Have you, ever had, uh, have you ever had anybody check the computer codes on this vehicle? Uh, yes. And... They tell me it's like an O2 sensor, and I'm like, no, that's just not an O2 sensor. This is something electrical. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right. Um, what I want you to do is uh, I want you to reset this thing, all right? And what I want you to do is I want you to disconnect the battery. Okay. Disconnect the battery for five minutes. All right? Just take off negative, positive, either one, disconnect it. And let it sit for five minutes and put it back on. Okay. And then tell me what happens. All right. So they have okay. had, you know, I tell people this a lot. I mean, a lot of times, you know, it's like your home computer. People don't realize this. 
you know, you have a home computer and sometimes it, it gives you a problem, right? What do you do? Well, you turn it off. It's the first thing you do. This is what you're doing is you're turning it off. You're turning it off, but you're also letting it sit for five minutes. So it's going to clear everything out of there. So if there's any okay. codes in there, sometimes a computer will see a code and it goes, oh, okay, we're going to bring that code back. We're going to bring that code back. And it doesn't see any problems. So I want you to disconnect it and you've got to let it sit for five minutes. All right. Okay. Minimum of five minutes. So I always tell people just to be on the safe side, do it for six minutes, just so we know. Okay. And then sure. try that. And then uh, if it doesn't work, give me a holler. But but the next thing I would tell you to do, if it, if it still doesn't, and I bet it won't do it, I'm pretty confident about this, um, <laughs> is I need to know what codes are in there. There's going to be a code in there, and it's going to tell okay. us what's going on and where to look. Okay? Okay. Well, Jerry, thank you very much. What else is going thank on? Thank you. I appreciate it. I thank liked you. the way my uh, producer uh, you know, put your question down, thinks her car is haunted. <laughs> It is. <laughs> you know, the other thing, too, Jerry, real quick, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Jeeps do weird things when the batteries go dead. Okay. How old is your battery? I replaced it last summer. Okay. All right. Good. Good. So I just want to make sure. But, you know, the Jeeps will do weird things. And it, a lot of times people don't realize it. I'm like, well, you got a bad battery. That's what's causing it. Yep. Because there's just not enough electricity in there, and it's, and it, you know, it's, it'll start doing weird yeah, things. I, I had taken out the battery and had it uh, tested, and they said it had plenty of, um, you know, um, charging amps. Uh-huh. So. All righty. You got it. You take care. Have a great right. weekend. Thanks, Dale. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye-bye. All righty. 513-749-5500. Again, it's 513-749-5500. That is the local number. 1-800-823-TALK, 1-800-823-8255, or pound 550 on your AT&T phone. It is a call-in car talk show. We're talking automobiles. We're talking about your cars. You know, batteries being the tis the season right now, and that's what I think, uh, you know, a lot of people better start thinking about those batteries, okay? But there's other things to think about, and that's tires. That's getting your cars oil changed, getting them serviced. Possibly, I don't like to use the word tune-up anymore because that's not really, but, you know, you need to have the spark plugs replaced. You're listening to The Car Show with Dale Donovan on 55 KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to The Car Show with Dale Donovan on 55 KRC, the talk station. All right. All righty. I'm going to get right back to the phones. Up next is John. John, welcome to The Car Show with Dale Donovan. How are you, John? Hey, Dale. Got a 1992 Dodge Stealth. Uh, it's a twin turbo, three liter engine, mm-hmm. and it was running fine. Drove it over to my daughter's house on uh, Father's Day, went in, had dinner, came out, went to drive it home, and it's surging and dropping out and surging and dropping out. And I'm not getting the check engine light or anything, so I'm just curious as to uh, what your thoughts might be. Plus, so it's... I will tell you, I let the gas get down to like a sixteenth of a tank. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if that's got something to do. So when you so it's you're saying that it's like feels like electronic, like it's just totally shutting off, or what do you mean by surging, or is it kind of bucking when you're driving? What's it? Yeah, okay. Well, one, it idles fine. Okay. okay? Um, when you start out, it'll be fine, and then you'll get it up maybe three thousand RPM, and then it cuts out. Now I don't know if it's electronic or I don't know if it's fuel. Okay, it'll just cut out. Now what do you? It'll, then it'll come back, and it'll be okay. Then it'll cut out. Then it'll come back. So totally turn off. 
totally turn off, right? Okay. But it's, it's real brief. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's it's not drivable, but it's drivable. If you understand <laughs> what I'm saying, you can buck your way Excuse down me. the road with it. Right, right. So it kind of just like shuts off. Yep. You know, right in, when you're driving. Yep. So okay. Yep. All right. Um, let me see if uh, what kind of problems are you having here with this thing. Um, but it starts fine, and you got no check engine light. Nope. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have OBD2. It's got OBD1, okay? So I can't put a scan tool on it. But, no, there's no check engine light. Yeah. All right. How many, uh, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, a you know, possible coil or spark plug, coil pack, you know, breaking down. Yeah, but have, it's, it seems like all all of them go, it, the whole engine drops. Mm-hmm. It's not like a mess. Mm-hmm. So they've had some powertrain control module, PCM problems. Well, I'd swap that out. Yeah. That's a plug and play? Yeah, yep. 90. Yeah, it's a, play, it's a plug 92. and play. 92. 92. So see the problem moved another pair. And then you haven't done anything on the, the coils. That might be if one drops out in, their, in series, that you'll lose all of them. But I don't understand. The you'll why. lose four. Here's, here's the thing that's weird. It idles fine. I can well, manually cause it to accelerate when it's sitting still. Basically, just manually uh, pull the throttle, mm-hmm. and it's fine. It'll rev right up and drop right down. When you drive it, though, when it's under load, this is when it happens. Exactly. So that's when, you know, that's when we have coils break down. That's when we have spark plugs break down is under load. They'll idle all day long. There's nothing wrong, but you're going to put it under load. So now that's, you know, that's harder on the spark, okay, for it to spark. And that's when they will break down. That's when a coil could possibly break down or, you know, it'll misfire. That's the big, how old are the spark plugs? Oh, gosh, they're, they're old. I mean, it's. The car I bought the car used in '93. Okay, it's 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 a, it's my toy, uh-huh. and it doesn't get driven all that often. But it did get customized by a teenager in 1997 mm-hmm. on a slick road. Um, so, did you put a PCM or an ECM or an ECU? ECU. Okay. ECU. Mm-hmm. Because I did have an issue with the ECU before, which it it generated the the same kind of symptom. So I, I bought a replacement. It, it also had issues. I, I'm an engineer, so I changed the capacitors in it. That one worked fine. I swapped out the, the one that I have, currently have in it with the one that I repaired. It did the exact same thing. So I, I don't think it's the ECU. I mean, it's possible I have two bad ECUs. It just didn't seem to, to make sense that that would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't think it's something to do with uh, – Issues with contaminated gasoline because they let the gas get too low. No. Okay. No, I don't think that at all. You know, I mean, I've seen fuel. I mean, the easy way to check is you have to put fuel pump pressure gauge on it. Yeah. Well, this thing doesn't have a port. And I'm. <laughs> yeah, the, that was another genius idea for people to you know not put a Schrader valve where you can screw one into it. You know, GM, you you know, did that as well. It's like check fuel pump pressure. You'd have to hook, you'd have to rig up these hoses and you know everything else to try and find out what fuel pump pressure was. It was, it was a pain. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they're they're listing here PCM and ECU. So they're saying they're having a problem with PCM, powertrain control module, and then ECU. Well, this, is a, this is a five speed. This is a powertrain control module PC, PCM. It's a five. Yeah, it's a five-speed. There's, there's, 
I don't think there's a powertrain control module. Well, basically, if there is, I've never. Cause I got I got the shop manuals for the thing, and I don't remember ever seeing anything like that. They're saying. I mean, I'm I'm reading a lot of problems with the PCMs. Powertrain control that module. Year? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I looked it up. It's uh, 1992 Dodge Stealth 3.0. Okay. P- PCM, you know, crankshaft position sensor, powertrain control module, um, main relay. You know, but I don't think the main relay is gonna, it's going to not cause it to do what you're doing. Yeah. So, but you know, again, I mean, from what it sounds like to me, I know it sounds like it's whole, totally turning off. Um, have you ever disconnected the battery on it? Oh yeah. 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 No, I. No. <laughs> I did all the stuff that I thought would, would you know, I'm, I'm just trying to find some clues, but I, I don't, you know, I don't have any kind of sophisticated analysis equipment. Mm-hmm. And if I can't, if I can't figure it out myself, I'm going to have to take it somewhere and maybe take it to you or take it to Almers or somewhere and let them yeah. try yep. to figure it out. So I'm trying to find out where the PCM is. Uh, yeah, if you can find it, let me know. Yeah. Because the, the ECM is, is behind the, the the center console, and that's relatively easy to get to. I really thought that might be it, but... When I swapped it and the the, the issues I just remained, it, uh, you know. Yeah. So it's just, you know, try and I'll try and locate this. Uh, keep listening, and uh, but I, okay. you know, I'm going to try and locate the PCM to see where it is because usually the PCM is not inside the car. Usually it's outside the car, and a lot of times what they would do is put it up by the engine cow by the, uh, you know, the the engine cow up front by the wipers. So that's usually where they would put it. Yeah. So, okay. all right. Well, I'll try and find it. And uh, if I get it figured out, I'll let you know what it was. But it's kind of kind of a strange problem. You got it. Keep me posted. I appreciate right. it. Thank you. Thanks for your help, Dale. Uh-huh. Take care. Bye. All righty. Let's see. I got uh, Dan's up next. Dan, welcome to the car show with Dale Donovan. How are you, Dan? Good. You? I'm doing good. What are we working on? 2009 RAV4. There's nothing wrong with those. Well, there is with mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 217,000 miles on it. Uh, it's going How many? into limp mode. 217,000. Wow. And you had the four-cylinder? Yeah. Yeah, okay. four, four-wheel drive, four-cylinder. Gotcha. Um, it it's all started last fall. It started going into limp mode. My mechanic... Um, did some diagnosis, put its testers on it, came back coil packs. Um, we replaced all of them, all the coil packs with lifetime warranty coil packs. Everything was perfect. And uh-huh. then that was last fall. Then it started doing it again around June of this year. So lifetime warranty coil packs. So we replaced all the coil packs, and that did not fix the problem. And he did some some other thing. I forget what it was called induction service yeah Does that sound correct uh-huh he he did that and it was good for probably a month six weeks and then now it's doing it again <clears throat> it's been doing it for two months it only does it when you're going up an incline and it's not every incline but it's you know i've been going to the same job for months now and i i know when it's going to start going into limp mode so, so yeah, when you say limp mode, limp mode is usually it just loses power. And he did a induction service. So the induction service, usually you'll clean the fuel injectors. And if he does it, uh, there's one that you can suck it through the, 
uh, a vacuum line, and it also cleans the top of the valves. So you're losing power, correct? Well, it's not shutting off. It's just... Right. It, it doesn't have any power, right? Exactly. It's dropping you down to like 30 miles an hour, if not slower. Yeah. All right. He swears it's timing chains, and I I don't know. He he might be right that you can actually barely hear him tickling, you know? Like if you open, if it's idling and you open the hood, uh-huh. it's almost like you can hear him tickling. Um, Usually you'll hear so him. I, okay. Rattling whatever they're doing. Yeah, they'll rattle. So he thinks it's it's the timing of it. It's could have been. It could you know. It's the uh, you got a little force on there, and possibly he could pull the top uh, valve cover off and see the uh, the chain and see how loose it is. Um, yeah. But man, it's just uh, no power, and you put. So that's that's what I'm saying is is you know he thinks it's timing or a timing issue. He did the fuel injection service. I'm wondering if. You know, we we're, if we're dealing with carbon on the valves, okay? So, yeah. you know, you're going up a hill, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, all that gas is going in there. Well, what's going? It's going on to the carbon, and so it's not making it to the cylinder, all right? So, gotcha. it, you know, the other thing that, you know, when people have no power, okay, when you have lack of power, you know, one of the things, and I've never put one in, and he probably never has either, but I need to know... You know, are we are the catalytic converters possibly getting you know clogged? You know, or is yeah. the catalytic converter clogged? How, what's the fuel pump pressure? If you don't have enough fuel going up a hill, uh, you know, if, if you don't have enough pressure, it's going to lose power. Okay, and it leans it out, so it just can't get there. So usually when we we deal with that, when we deal with no power, we we think carburetor or we think um, fuel injection. You know, could be fuel injection, could be. Could be timing, could be a catalytic converter, could be fuel. So those are the areas we kind of look at. And, uh, okay. you know, I would kind of look at fuel pump pressure, too. Okay. All right. Sorry, man. Right. I wish it could be a little bit more exact, but this is a, you know, it's got a lot of miles yeah. on it. It could be a timing. Oh, I know. So. I know. Any, anything can happen with these vehicles with a ton of miles. But, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. If I find something out, I'll let you know. Thanks, buddy. Take care, man. Have a great weekend. Right. Mm. Thanks. Bye-bye. All righty, we're going to take a short little business break, and then we're going to finish up. You're listening to The Car Show with Dale Donovan on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to The Car Show with Dale Donovan on 55KRC, the talk station. All right, we're going to wind things down. Up next is Dan. Dan, welcome to The Car Show. Hey, Dan. Yeah, hello. Hey, how are you? All right, doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What can I help you with? All right, I got an 06. Cruiser. Uh huh. It's got the four cylinder, two point four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it ain't that the four four. No, the other one. Okay. Um. Oh, anyway. All right. When I when I drive the car, when I started up driving, after about four times, my tank engine like motor light will come on. Then the transmission, you put it in gear and take off, but it won't chill. Now, if you pull off, unhook the battery, hook the battery back up, the check engine light will go off, and the car will shift. Okay. So it's, it's it won't shift. You If you drive it for a while, uh, you know, all of a sudden it'll stop, correct? Not while I'm driving it, it won't. Okay. It only does it 
when I start it up, and if that check engine light comes on, it won't shift at all. Then I go out and unhook the battery and hook it back up. The light goes off. Then I can put it in gear and drive it. Does it d- kind of go in like it will still move? It just won't shift, correct? Right. It moves. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, the most pop, you know, it could be a powertrain control module. Okay. But the, the most common, there's something called a tip in module. Tip, T I P M. Tip in module. Very, very okay. common problem on that vehicle. And what they do is, uh, They'll replace this. They'll they'll put a relay in there. The module I think goes bad, but what they do is they they've Chrysler has figured out a way so customers didn't have to replace the whole module. I do believe so, but okay. you know it's called a tip-in module, totally integrated power module. Uh, that's the most common problem. Yeah, you, know, you could also have a bad throttle positioning sensor. So you got to find out. The biggest thing is is you know I'm telling you the most common problems. All right, but right. what we got to do is we got to find out what code you get in there. What you know, what code is in the computer. So one of the okay. codes, if it's a tip-in module problem, uh you're looking at code P0882. Okay. If it's a throttle positioning sensor, you're looking for a code that is P0068. Okay. The, those are the codes that you're going to be trying to look for and see what's going on. So you're disconnecting the battery, and what that's doing is just resetting the code or resetting the uh, the check or the check engine light. You're resetting right. it, and it's going. Oh, okay, you know. So that's why it is an electronic issue. Um, but let's let's find out what the code is, and that way okay. we can you can pinpoint it a little bit better. But I don't think it's you know how many miles did you say you had on it? I've got one hundred sixty five thousand on it now. One hundred sixty five thousand. This yep. is amazing. When I first got in this business, I remember when I turned 16 and I was looking at a car and my dad would say, you know, I'm looking for a used car, you know, because we had to buy it. In our, you know, when I was a kid, you had to buy your own car. And, uh, you know, anything that had 100,000 miles on it, he was like, oh, no, stay away from that. That's it's almost at the end of its life. You know, nowadays, right. you know, I mean, everybody that's called me, I mean, people have had over 100,000 miles, 200,000 miles. You know, it's absolutely amazing how well these cars are getting so right, I just had a town of country van, an old six town of country van, mm-hmm. just broke down, two hundred forty five thousand miles on it. Wow, transmission went out of it. Yeah, so hopefully yeah. you don't have a hopefully you don't have a transmission issue with this. Right, um, you know, but, but like I said, I reset the battery. Yeah, as soon I as you I started up about four times, run good, drive good, shift good, and as soon as that transmission, I mean that motor light comes on. Mm-hmm. It won't shift. There you go. So tip-in modules are most common. Get the code, and then uh, you'll be able to find out what's going on from there. Okay? okay. Well, I will tell you this. Sure. About a, I quit driving this car for about a year. About a year ago, I took it to AutoZone, and they put it on a scanner. Uh-huh. I think it said something about check and see if all the plug-ins are dirty or corroded. Yeah, possible ground or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, I would tell you, because you've got a light on. When that light comes on, you know, unfortunately, you don't want to reset it. You got to let right. the, you know, you, know, you got to let the light in there and let it be. And then you got to find out why it's on. So, and okay. if you want, Dan, call me back next Saturday. 
So call me oh, back, you know, and I'll, I'll try and help you out. You know, they might give you a printout and tell you where, but before you do that, you call me and I can be a little bit more precise. Okay. I got one other question on this car. Sure. When I'm driving it, not all the time, just once in a great while, all my dash lights will light up and go back out. More of a... And nothing, and nothing happens. They just light up real bright, and like the, like you're turning the key on. Uh-huh. And then they grow right back out. They just come on. Yeah, they just light up and then phase back out. Yeah, again, that could be... Uh, does anything else not work? Do you know if anything else doesn't work when that happens? No, everything works fine. Guess what? Uh, you know what could be causing that? The What's t- that? Tip-in module. A what? The tip-in module. That module okay. I told you about. That can cause oh, that really? as well. Yes. Where's that located at? Uh, it's it's outside in the engine compartment. I'd have to look it up, but I got I got a hard break. I got to go. Dan, right, call I'll me back, back next there. week. Take care. All righty. You hear the music. My producer, Joe Strecker, thank you very much. Everybody have a great weekend. And uh, we'll be back all next Saturday. All right. You're listening to The Car Show with Dale Donovan on 55KRC, the talk station. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.